there's a ton of conversations around, hey, do what you love, like, and, and figure it out. Like, it, it will generate revenue at some point. It will, if you are following your purpose, then, then you are going to be happy forever. And it's like, okay, those are really good things. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to actually hear those myself. Um, but at the same time, what it does do is, is a lot of times it overlooks the amount of hard work mm-hmm. and sacrifice that it does take to achieve what you want to achieve. So it's, it's very much like, ah, oh, no, 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 that's not your purpose because it doesn't make you happy. Go do this. Well, guess what? There's times that you could be doing exactly what you're designed to do and it's really hard and it's not fun yeah. and, you're, and you're not happy. And you've got to push through those things because those hard times are what are sharpening your sword. They are crafting you to be prepared for when you do actually get to the level that you're capable of being yeah. at. Tyler, you know I sometimes throw out Netflix shows to you guys and see if you've ever watched it and see how old you really are, uh-huh. if, you're, if you're on with the times. Okay. This, this one's, one's going to determine how cool and young you are. You ready? Have you seen Squid Game? <laughs> I have not seen it. I am familiar with it. Have you heard of it? I have heard of it. Okay. I have so heard at least of it. That was like the big Halloween thing this yeah. year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where did you hear, what do you know about it? Uh, that it's a bunch of child games like uh-huh. on this show. Uh-huh. Um, and then do they, I don't know. I've, I've seen the, the picture. Yeah. Uh, on, on the Netflix, on the Netflix and, uh, <laughs> they've got like a mask on, right? Yeah. So, yep. That's it. That's, that's all, all you know. know. That's all I know. There you go. Well, I just, uh, I'm actually late to the game. I just consumed it a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And it's to, to set the stage. It's the show. And you're exactly right. Is it right. like a game show or is it a like drama? It's, it's, no, it's, no, it's neither one. Well, I guess it's a drama. I guess you'd call it a drama. Okay. It, let me just tell you. Huh. So the idea is it's these low lifes for better, for lack of a better term. It takes place in Korea. That's, that's okay. the scene. It takes place in Korea. And it's these people that are either in mass, they're, they're all in massive debt of some sort, uh, uh, financial debt. You know, they owe money. They're not doing really well with their lives. And this founder, this creator, snatches up all, or, or, or gets all these people to commit to come playing these children's games. And at the end, well, there's one winner and there's a prize, prize money, like more money than they, basically the idea is they can now pay off their debts and do all that stuff. So he entices these people. He doesn't force anybody into it, but he entices these people with the money. Well, what they soon find out is these games, you, you know, they talk about, like, like, for instance, the first game is red light, green light. Remember that game as yeah. a kid? Like, uh-huh. somebody's standing, and they say it, red light. There was, like, some NFL, like, parodies on it. Yeah. Or not parodies, like, yeah. s- like oh, celebrations. This, this took off. This yeah. was why, like, every, which is fascinating to me how some of these shows just yeah. everybody in the world watches, it seems like. Yeah. So, the first game is red light, green light. Well, so, the, the idea of red light, green light is you run when they say green light, and then when they say red light, you got to stop, and you got to be still. Well, in this game... If you don't stop, or it's like a robot that's doing it, and if you don't stop, you get shot. You die. Like, you literally die. That's how you get eliminated. from. The, you literally die. And so it's so either eight, you make money or you die. Yeah. And so it's eight games all get a little bit more difficult, you know, as they go, and literally the, the punishment is death. So there's one winner at the end, and I don't want to spoil it if you want to watch it. It's a very bizarre Odd show. You're into these bizarre I'm, ones. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. First it was you. you. Now it was. It's very dark and twisted for yeah. sure. Don't go in thinking this is going to be some feel good show. It's a. 
It's pretty huh. wild. I, and, that's, and like kids are watching this show? Uh, no. No, there's no okay. chance. No way. It's kid games, but it's definitely for adults. See, it's funny because like Halloween, it seemed like it was like very much a bunch of kids dressed up as like Squid Game. They might have been, but I know my kids aren't watching that. that show. And it's, it's like we're talking like and, – and at one point they make uh, the players turn on each other. Like two of the players fight. They, they have this big barracks that they stay in. And two of the players fight and one of them kills the other. And everybody's thinking these, you know, they're going to come help. These, these game creators are going to come help. But they let it happen. And so now there's incentive to kill your competitors because everybody's competing for. Yeah, so if they're dead. Yeah, then so it's if they're dead, good. that's one less competitor. And every time, and it's very bizarre, every time somebody dies, there's this big piggy bank and they put more money. So you're seeing tangibly the reward for killing somebody or for somebody being eliminated. It's a wild. It is, it's absolutely. It's not a wholesome like wow. going into a show. So, and I guess my point in bringing all that, it's fascinating to me how shows can just take off out of nowhere. Yeah. Just get, they can go viral. Yeah. I don't know. It's really bizarre. I mean, shoot, you spend 10 minutes going through Netflix and you see how many yeah. shows are out there. And it's yeah. like, what is it about these shows? <laughs> is it, do you think it's just shock value? Do you think yeah, it's just. Yeah, well, it's, it's unique. It, it's, it's unlike any show you've seen. Okay. It, it, well, I say that. Think Hunger Games. Yeah. But. I was going to say, it sounds it, a lot It's like a Hunger little Games. bit like Hunger Games, just with kids' games. I, it, it's, I guess, it, and it's darker. Yeah, it's much darker. Uh, and is it in English, or is it subtitles? So, the way I watched it was, you could tell they're speaking Korean, but it's, it's English. Over. Yeah, it's English. So, that's the weird thing, is you're watching, <laughs> the, like, the, the old school karate <laughs> movies. Yeah. Yes. So, and the first episode's a little, because they're setting it all up. Yeah. So, the first episode, I was like, I don't, this is, I don't. What's what's the big hype here? Yeah, but the second episode you get into it for sure. So all right. So if you have, right. I think it's eight or nine episodes. If you have eight or nine hours to kill at some point, which you don't, but if you do, <laughs> check yeah. out Squid Game. But don't tell that I told you. I didn't tell you to watch it. Okay. <laughs> Next week Thanksgiving yeah. break if, if you have some time. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Speaking right. of wellness, there we go. <laughs> Speaking, Speaking of, of being wholesome well, and things that are good well for your and brain being, and being alive. <laughs> So last time, our wellness tip number four, mm-hmm. uh, last time, our wellness tip number three was the benefits of sleep. Just an overview of why sleep is so good. and what, yeah, what, shout out what, sleep so, Yes, what's so helpful for sleep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this week, brought to us by our partners and our friends at Sleep Number, mm-hmm. is wellness tip number four. And this actually comes from them. And this is five steps to get better sleep. And these are, so last week or last time we talked about the benefits of sleep. So now it's like, well, that's great. I, I hear how? the benefits, but how do I actually do it? Yeah. Do you struggle with sleep at all, by the way, if I ask you this? Uh, yes, as of okay. late. Yes. Yeah, yeah, So I never did. Yeah. Never. Sleep was never an issue. Like I was, I was the guy that I'd walk in and my wife would want to have a conversation and I'd be asleep three sentences oh, into yeah. it. Oh, and yeah. I'd go through the night. That's how I am. And, and. I would say the last three or four years, it's it's completely shifted where she's exhausted. She gets into bed. She's out. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like mine going a million miles an hour. And, you know, it's a lot of it's self-inflicted because like my mind, and then I try to do this and I try to do that and then I get going. But yeah. yes, so once
been on that mattress for like seven or eight years. Yeah. So I've got my little little canyon in the yeah. bed, and oh, I'm just excited. wait. Yeah, just wait till you get it, yeah. dude. Because I I had a competitive competitor mattress for the longest uh-huh. time. To be honest with you, when I got this bed a few days ago, I was yeah. thinking, there's no way it's going to be as good. Yeah. And it, it's just wait. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about it okay. after you've experienced your okay. first. Uh, so anyway, five tips. Now I'm I'm like you used to be. I'm literally as soon as my head head hits the pillow, I'm out. And I've actually been told that's actually that's actually a sign that I am sleep deprived, which I didn't know. Huh? Um, they say you shouldn't necessarily go to sleep that fast. It means you're too, too exhausted. Uh, but I guess intuitively I do these five things. But sleep's yeah. never been, sleep's not an issue for me. Right. Thankfully, yep. thank goodness. But if it is an issue for you, I know it's an issue for Darren. If it is an issue for you, hopefully, you know, implementing these five tips from sleep number uh, will actually be beneficial and helpful to you. So tip number one, five steps to better sleep. Tip number one is know your bedtime and stick to one sleep schedule. Mm-hmm. Now, this one's hard, right? And, and, and I'll speak for me personally. You know, I wake up early during the week, and it's really hard. But I've started to do this because of this tip. I've started to wake up at least within 30 minutes of my normal wake-up yeah. time. But that's, really, that's a really bizarre concept if you mm-hmm. wake up super early during the week to think, i got to do that on Saturday and Sunday too. Mm-hmm. So the idea behind this is you go to bed at about the same time and wake up at about the same time no matter what day of the week it is. So I think most of us think during the week we're going to be super strict. Weekends, I'm going to stay up till midnight, wake up at 8, right? Mm-hmm. The problem with that is, and again, I'm no expert. This is, this is according to sleep number. The problem with that is that it gets you out of your, your, your sleep rhythm. Yeah. And so you actually, yeah, you might technically be getting more hours of sleep, but you're actually going to get that groggy feeling. Your body's gotten used to a mm-hmm. sleep rhythm that now that you're getting out of that. So their suggestion, sleep tip number one, is try to go, be- go to bed and wake up within 30 minutes of each day. On the wake up and on the wake up and time. the go to sleep. Try to keep that consistent. So what happens? What do you think? I mean, what happens if let's say you've got something like you go to a concert or mm-hmm. you a date night or you're hanging with friends and you're later, mm-hmm. right? So you get home at eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. Right. Um, do you still try to get up at the same time? Do you just have less sleep that day? Yeah, What's better? Uh, that's a good question. I guess that would be for the actual sleep experts. Yeah. For me personally, mm-hmm. I do give myself a little bit more time to sleep in yeah. that morning. Yeah, uh, I'll just, you know, because the first thing I do when I wake up typically is work out. So I'll just not work out the next day. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, but, but the idea is that all of your bodily functions, everything goes along smoother if it's in more of a rhythm. Okay. And if you're just sporadic with everything, it just knocks everything else out of room. Uh, sleep tip number two, or step number two to get better sleep. Eliminate all caffeine starting at 2 p.m. So I don't know if you knew this, but caffeine has what's called a half-life of about eight hours, which means that it's still effective in your system during this time. Now, I recognize I'm talking to the man who consumes more <laughs> caffeine than anybody I've ever met in my life. So for you, yeah. maybe this step isn't applicable. Maybe you can drink a monster red line at 5 p.m. and you're going to go to bed and be just fine. I'll be honest with you. I've taken, I've, I've taken a pre-workout at 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. worked out, and I was asleep by 9.30, yeah. 10. Like Did no you, issues. Do you feel like you had still great sleep that night? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I typically, like, if I work out at night, it, it, the workout wakes me up probably more than the caffeine yep. does. At this point right now, like like you said, I've I've got to really uh, address my caffeine issue yeah. just because it's more placebo than it is anything. Be just because like it, I'm 
I'm I'm desensitized to it. Right. Um, Which is not good. No, it's not good at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, but yeah, so again, it, it's case by case, but this sure. this makes sense yeah. because if I know I know like if my wife has a coffee at three o'clock, she's not sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it, it, you've got to be very, very conscious of when you're consuming a stimulant because then that does affect yeah. your sleep, keeps you up later, or you know you don't hit that restful. And that's that, that's the other thing too is hitting certain levels of sleep. Right. It it affects that. You may actually think that you're asleep, but you're not hitting the levels yeah. of sleep that you need to. No, and that's that's exactly the point I was about to make. Yes, some of us are more sensitive to caffeine than yeah. others, and you and I, and I'm honestly not that sensitive. Yeah. To caffeine, but. The, the, I think their point is, yeah, some people it may affect and they may not be able to fall asleep. Yeah. Others like you and I, maybe we can still fall asleep, but we're not getting into those deep stages of right. sleep that we would normally get because of that caffeine right. is still in our system. So it can either prevent you from falling asleep or it can prevent you from getting quality sleep. Right. So just be mindful, especially if you're more sensitive, be mindful of, and I don't think there's anything magical about 2 p.m. I think that's just more of in line with most people probably go to bed at 9 or 10 o'clock. And so that gives that caffeine time to, to kind of cruise right. through your system. So keep in mind that if you have trouble sleeping and you are sensitive to caffeine, maybe try eliminating it starting at 2 p.m. Number three, no alcohol within three hours of bedtime. So same concept as caffeine, alcohol actually keeps you from reaching the deep mm-hmm. stages of sleep. Now, again, maybe you don't have an issue falling asleep, but it actually prevents you from reaching those deep stages of sleep. It dehydrates you. And depending on how much you drink, it can actually wake you up in the middle of the night, and that's usually go to the bathroom. So yeah. anytime you're waking up in the middle of the night, that's not a great thing for right. your and sleep th- rhythm. And this so is so contrary up. to, like, very, very common practice is like, oh, I need to drink a glass yeah, of wine yeah. before yep. I go to sleep, or I need to have a whiskey, or I need whatever, right? And it's it's contrary because, yeah, it may it may relax you. It may, it may just kind of dull everything. But what it does, to your point, is is you don't hit these levels of sleep and you have irregularities while you're sleeping yep. that don't allow you to have the recovery that you need. And we had Dr. Bruce on at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and this is one of the things he talked about. And he said, look, a general rule is for every ounce of alcohol that you have, you need an hour. Right. So if you have, like, a glass of wine, right, you know, one serving of wine, wait at least an hour. I know this says three hours, but if you have, like, hey, look, I've got a small glass of wine – for every drink that you have, ounce of liquor, glass of wine, or a beer, wait a full hour before you go to sleep because what it does is it just starts the, starts the recovery process off rough. Yeah, yeah. So thankfully, I, I don't I don't really ever drink, so this isn't an issue. But yeah, if 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 you think if you think alcohol is helping you go to sleep, mm-hmm. maybe it does, but they're showing that it's not getting you're not getting that restful sleep you're not getting those deep stages of sleep yeah so point is is if you're a drinker start drinking at 2 p.m there you go that's exactly (laughs) the point exactly uh tip number four or or step number four daily exercise talks about something you you said a second ago daily exercise but stop at least four hours before Mm -hmm. bed so exercise is awesome yeah right getting daily exercise is great it gets you energy it boosts your mood it does all these great things Mm -hmm. I guess the point here is, though, if you do that too close to bed, right. you're jacked up, you're ready, yeah. you're excited, you got this great mood, and now I've got to wind down and try to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Those things don't really work. So get your exercise, but hopefully it can be earlier on during the day so that That's you're right. not trying to battle with your sleep. That's right. Time. Give, your, give yourself time to wind down. So this was, this was really a big deal. <laughs> this is partly the caffeine, too. But uh, when I was playing, is we'd have a night game. 
And, you know, we 7.30 kickoff, we'd play, and then, you know, game's over, 10.30. I couldn't go to sleep until 3, 4 o'clock just because the amount of energy, you know, that I used during the game, it got my system so heightened and so alert and functioning and, and, and clicking on all cylinders. Like, work, working out does the same thing. And so, like, even in college, I, I had this weird deal. I loved working out at night. One, because the gym was typically empty. Yep. And it was like, okay, I could go do it. And, like, I don't know, maybe just an ego thing where it's like, okay, I am um, I'm working when everyone's asleep kind of deal. <laughs> I'm working Friday night when everybody's at the bar. And maybe it was that. But, but then I'd come home, and then I'd be like, all right, I'm going to clean the house at, at yep. 10 p.m. Right. or 11 yeah, p.m. Because it's like you got up. so much yeah. juice. And so what it does, right, is it, is it elevates your metabolic system, mm-hmm. and you just get going, and then it's like – for that thing to ramp down, it takes some time. Yeah. Yep. And last one, last but not least, and this one speaks to more about what you do in the morning that sets you up for that night's sleep, is 15 minutes of morning sunlight each morning. So it says getting outside in the sun for 15 minutes each morning helps regulate the production of melatonin, and melatonin is your sleep hormone. Internal body clock runs on a 24-hour schedule and functions best when you're exposed to a regular pattern of light and dark. I think this goes back to our early times as human beings when we would get up with the sun and go to, go to bed with the sun, you know, at sundown. So it's just that light exposure first thing in the morning, kind of get your body clock going. Yeah. And then that 24 hour, you know, clock starts and, and it kind of just leads you into a, a normal pattern throughout the day, which leads you into your nighttime. So, yeah. So for those of you that, um, that may be up early, like Ben and, and myself now it's been, it's been a journey, but now, you know, I work out at five o'clock. So it's, it's there's not light so what can you do and one thing is is i went to um i went to a a neurological seminar talking about like brain function and maximizing and one of the things that that he talked about was to get up out of bed in the morning it's really important to turn a light on so like if you have if you have a spouse or you have somebody go into the bathroom turn the light on don't ease into it Turn a light on right away because that's what wakes you up. That's what gets you going, and that's what turns your system on. Like you talked about, the, the healthy, healthy balance of light and dark. But if you're just kind of like creeping around in the dark, it takes a little while for you to get up. But then the vitamin D and going outside, when that happens, let's say you start working when it's still dark outside, get the lights on, though. Get the alertness going because that gets you up, and that starts that clock. So when it's ready to go to bed at night, right, okay, your body knows, okay, hey, I was up early. Now it's time to go. Now it's time to go to bed. Yep. So to recap those five steps, number one, know your bedtime and stick to one sleep schedule. Yes, that includes weekends. Number two, eliminate all caffeine starting at 2 p.m. Number three, no alcohol within three hours of bedtime. Number four, daily exercise daily, but try to stop four hours before your bedtime. And then 15 minutes of morning sunlight. So if you're struggling with sleep, hopefully a couple or all of these tips might help you out. Might, might as well try them out. Um, and, again, that's brought to us by our friends at Sleep Number. Go to sleepnumber.com. Uh, some other resources that I like besides Sleep Number, Dr. Michael Bruce that Tyler – uh, reference. He's the sleep known as the sleep doctor, and it's, his website's thesleepdoctor.com. Ton of great blogs, ton of great articles he writes. If sleep is something you're interested, in. Uh, another couple of uh, um, uh, resources I like. Dr. Matthew Walker. Uh, he's at thesleepdiplomat.com, and he also has a podcast called the Matt Walker Podcast. And then Andrew Huberman, who has a podcast called Huberman Lab. And another one, Tyler. We wear these whoop straps. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, they send these. 
daily or weekly emails. And sometimes they, it's, yeah. it's more all about wellness, but yeah. a lot of times it has to do with sleep. Very, very focused and on recovery yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so they have a great, they're a great resource. So if you're confused, you want to get to know more, definitely go check out one of those resources uh, to get, help you guys get better sleep. And listen, we spent a lot of time on this wellness segment for a reason, because the importance of recovery, the importance of sleep, um, it, it really is. You think, okay, I work hard. I grind, grind, grind. Like there's, there's this pride associated with working really hard. Well, you need to equally work as hard for the recovery and sleep aspect, because it is just as, if not more important, you're talking about lack of sleep and recovery, what that does to your actual physical body, right? You carry more body fat, your metabolism, your metabolism doesn't work the same. So these, all of these things work together and we wanted to spend some extra time uh, on the actual sleep aspect of it. And thank you to sleep number, our partner provided some information. Um, make sure to go check them out. Make sure to go uh, either on their website or go into a store because now they can provide you with the actual products to help elevate that level of sleep. Definitely. Definitely. So, all right. Uh, what what, and on what, to, yeah, what on are we to, on to, man? Yeah, on to what we were, you know, we were talking about this morning off camera and off air. Uh, and I think, it's, I think it's a relevant topic. At least it is for me and for you and, and for a lot of us. And I'm assuming people listening, at some point you're going to go through this phase. And it's, it's the phase of doubt. So whatever it is that you're pursuing, whether it's a fitness goal, whether it's a personal you know, achievement goal, whether it's a business goal, at some point you're going to go through a phase where you're wondering, is this the right path for me? Am I doing the right things on this path? I know this is what I want, but am I even doing the right, am I even heading in the right direction? Or am I going completely opposite of where I should go? I think we all have these moments. Some of us may be longer than others, where we doubt if we're doing the right things. And I think for me, I think that the instance I think of, or that first comes to mind, is in what we do in our day job today. Our job is 100% commission-based. There is no salary. There is no security. It's all about what can you generate lately. What have you generated lately? And it's all eat-what-you-kill type mentality, which is great. It's got its great things. But it also, there's a lot of doubt, at least for me, that comes into play. Because I'm always constantly second-guessing myself. Am I doing enough? Am I making the right decisions? Am I studying enough? Do I know enough? Is there, am I worthy enough? Can I make it in this business? Am I one of the few? You know, because our our business is a large attrition rate. So why am I one of the few that can do it? And so these doubts creep into my mind, and it's literally a daily battle for me of doubt, of wondering if I'm headed down the right path. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, the other level of doubt that that we all face or have faced at some point, for the most part, is, okay, am I, have I put enough time in to know if I can make it? Yep. At what point do I say, hey, look, like, I'm not happy or I'm not reaching these levels or I'm not, have I done everything that I can mm-hmm. and it's just not, this yep. isn't what I should be doing. And yeah. I, or, or is this my purpose? Is this what I was created to do, right? These are all these things. And one, you know, there's some, there's some good and bad right now, I think, in our culture. And it's like there's a, there's a ton of conversations around, hey, do what you love, like, and, and figure it out. Like, it, it will generate revenue at some point. It will, if you are following your purpose, then, then you are going to be happy forever. And it's like, okay, those are really good things. 
and I'm trying to, I'm trying to actually hear those myself. Um, but at the same time, what it does do is, is a lot of times it overlooks the amount of hard work mm-hmm. and sacrifice that it does take to achieve what you want to achieve. So it's, it's very much like, ah, oh, no, 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 that's not your purpose because it doesn't make you happy. Go do this. Well, guess what? There's times that you could be doing exactly what you're designed to do and it's really hard and it's not fun yeah. and, you're, and you're not happy. And you've got to push through those things because those hard times are what are sharpening your sword. They are crafting you to be prepared for when you do actually get to the level that you're capable of being yeah. at. And, and we overlook those hard times as like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, that's a roadblock. I need to go a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to follow the detour sign around. It's like, no, no, no. There's some times that you just got to put your shoulder into that freaking road divider and you just need to keep pushing because that's going to get you strong enough to actually follow through when you've got 10, 20, 100 thousand employees working for you and they're relying on you to actually know and have the experience and endurance to continue when times are tough yeah. then. Yeah. And I think I kn- I've heard that enough and I mm. know that to be true enough. Mm. However, <laughs> for me, it's, and I'm not asking for, you know, you to have all the answers. I'm just, I guess I'm just thinking out loud here. It, it is, that's my biggest struggle. It's, I know what I want to go after and it almost goes back to the, the conversation we had a few weeks ago about when things aren't going, when you're not seeing tangible results, yeah. you know, keeping pushing through that. It's if I'm not seeing tangible results, well, is it because I'm not giving it long enough or is it because I'm not doing the right things? Yeah. Am I just totally off on my path? Yeah. And I think that's, that's where doubt creeps in the most for me yeah. is if it's something I want to go after, mm-hmm. And I'm not seeing the results. Is it be? I start to doubt myself. Is it because I'm just not giving it long enough, or is it because I'm just doing the wrong things? Well, and it's and it's hard. Um, it's hard because one doubt requires trust, trust in yourself, and trust in those around you. Because what happens? What happens a lot is organizations will put people in positions, and and I'll, and I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna speak plainly for myself is. There's, there's a lot of things that I do in my day job that are not my highest and best use. So what it does is if, if my strengths are not being utilized by the leadership, not being put in positions to utilize those strengths, and I'm spending a majority of my time like just doing things that I'm pretty weak at, putting together financial analysis, reading leases, like those are the not fun things that I have to know how to do, but that's not like where like my strengths are honestly. And, and so it takes trust for a person in their leadership to say, Hey, they're going to put me in the position that I need to. Now, hopefully you have management leaders that put you in that position, but that's the point, right? Is where the where the doubt creeps in is you're like, am I in the right position? Yeah. Because I don't feel like my strengths are being utilized because there's stats that 80%, listen to the stat, 80% of people that are in a job where their strengths are not being utilized will leave within one year. Mm. On the contrary, 80% of people that their strengths are being utilized will stay long-term with that employer. So if you are in a leadership position, make sure that you are building trust and that you are explaining to your uh, employees, to your team, why you're doing what you're doing so that that doubt doesn't creep in like, nah, 
this guy across the street, he's going to pay me, you know, dollar twenty five more an hour, or I'll get ten grand more a year to go across the street because that is real right now. Mm-hmm. But when doubt creeps in, that's when people start to pull back to check in, and then they start to like look like, oh, I need to be doing something else. When if you're if you are a good leader, you are you are able to recognize what what your team's strengths are on an individual basis, but then also explain and walk them through why they need to go through those tough times. Why, Tyler, I need to learn how to build financial analysis and cost modeling and, you know, lease breakdowns and all these things that are just like, like, like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. But now that I've spent the time to do those, now I can, I can go and I can use those in my strengths in mm-hmm. relationships with clients and conversations and presenting and all those things that I love to do. But now I've got the expertise because... Our leadership has, hey, look, these are the things that you've got to go through and learn. Yeah, but what about the person who is a business leader or, you know, they've got a small, you know, little, op- they're, they're an entrepreneur, yeah. Yeah. right? And they're listening to this and they've got their own, you know, small little yeah. venture that they're on uh, that's small today. And they're hoping, you yeah. know, they've got the big, big aspirations, big dreams. How, I mean, what is that person and you and your personal story, right? Yeah. You didn't have anybody leading you when you were trying to make it to the NFL. There was nobody telling you what to do or, hey, Tyler, this is, these are your strengths. You had to figure it out on your own. Mm-hmm. I've got to imagine there were plenty of times in those years where you hadn't made it yet, yeah. where you were doubting yourself. You were yeah. thinking, is this ever meant to be? Is this actually going to work out for me? Mm-hmm. So if somebody's listening to this who is a business leader and that is their role and they're trying to make it, you know, trying to make it work. Yeah. I'm just curious how how those people can deal with the doubt and how no, we can encourage. I think that's I think that's a, I mean that's a great question. I think athletes and entrepreneurs are are similar in that in the, in what you just described, right? Is it's like okay, I've got to kind of figure it out. Like I'm my own brand. I, I've got to go create it. I've got to figure out what my skills are, what my strengths are, what it is. So so there's similar paths in that. Obviously different applications, but it's similar paths. So what. What I did in my in my scenario is I had tangible goals and I had them written down and I saw them every day. You do the same thing, but but back then it was okay. First, when I came out of college, when I was in college, it was make it to the NFL. Like that's that's the top. Like that is it. Like that's the goal. And then I went to Canada. I was like, okay, me going to Canada, does that eliminate that goal? No, it doesn't. Okay, does it help me get closer to that goal? It sure. Keeps me a whole lot closer to that goal than not playing. So, yeah, let's go there. Okay. So, then I get released from Canada. Then it's like, okay, my goal my goal is still the NFL. Now I'm out. What is the next step that is going to take me closer to that ultimate goal? Well, one is being prepared. Like, that's what I can control is I can be prepared and I can be ready. I've got to do all these other things. And it's it, this, is that, this is that grind part, the hard part, where that's where the doubt starts to creep in. The doubt creeps in is when, am I doing enough? Or am I good enough? Am I this? Well, guess what? I'm going to control getting better every day. I am going to be a better athlete. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be all these things that help me get closer to that goal. And if there's an opportunity, there's an opportunity. And what I did set was I did set a clock, too. It was like, okay, look, I'm, I'm going to chase this for two years. Like, I've got two years. I'm young enough. I'm, I'm mobile. I don't have any responsibilities. I can do this while still working insurance mm-hmm. at a sports bar and all that stuff. But everything that I did was, I, on paper, does this take me closer to my goal? Mm. Okay? And then at the point where I, where I think that, is it, am I not getting any closer to this, 
this goal, that's the point where it's like, okay, now it's time to pivot, right? Am I, have I done everything and I'm still not moving closer to the goal from an entrepreneur's perspective? Okay. So I'm, I'm starting a brand one on the front end. That's when you decide, Hey, is this something that I believe is, is intertwined with who I am and a purpose? Is this something I believe in Mm -hmm. that I can actually either create or serve or whatever your business model is? Can I do this? And this aligns with who I am as a person. Not am I, can I create this and make this much money, Mm. right? And this is one thing that, that, uh, you know, kind of a recent mentor has, has, has taught me is, is creating businesses, not with monetary goals. Like those are there, but what is your mission statement? Your mission's like for this, for this, um, for this, my, my mentor, it's, it's to create a million leaders, like that's what he wants to do. It's so that's a tangible goal that okay, hey, our team is working at going out and creating more leaders in organizations by training them, giving them processes, doing all these things. And so it's not like this monetary goal because aligned internally with him as a purpose, the purpose and he believes in it is I want to create leaders. I can do that. I know that I can do that because I want to do that. Okay, now the secondary goal is the revenue because I've got to pay my people. Like it's got to, it's got to make sense. It's got to pencil out. But from an entre- entrepreneur aspect, if you don't have these goals written out on, okay, hey, here's the top. Where, where do I want to be? Okay, now what are the steps that get me there? And if, if there's a point where, okay, hey, I'm at this point. I'm not saying quit, but I'm not, and I'm not moving. Okay, what do I have to do to get around that roadblock? Not like take a whole different route mm-hmm. and, and drop that deal because it's not working because it's hard. It's okay. Now, what other strategy can I use? And then if you get to the point where it's like, I've exhausted every other avenue to get over this hurdle, then it's like, okay, it's, it's time, right? Give yourself a, give yourself a time, give yourself, but you've got to have these tangible goals written out. If you, if you are in an abstract space, you've got to create structure, You've got to create it because otherwise you're just going to be wandering. All right, we're going to take a quick break from the episode and recognize an opportunity that we all have. If you are having a hard week or you just need some R&R, here's what you got to do is you got to drive up 75 north, cross the Red River to Durant, Oklahoma, to Choctaw Casino and Resort. It is the best getaway that you can mm. get if you're in the Dallas area by far. And guess what? If you're listening from somewhere outside of DFW, say you're in South Texas or you're in another state, which we've yeah. got some listeners uh, in other states, fly into Dallas, drive up. It is worth every penny. You don't have to go to Vegas anymore to have a world-class experience at a world-class resort and casino. Yeah, we talk about the restaurants that are up there, those steakhouses. We talk about the concert venue. Uh, we, we had a conversation with Aaron Watson previously, and he talked about the the intimacy, every single seat in that concert venue is right on top. And there's not a bad seat in the house. There's not. And so these artists talk about it's one of the best places to play. And so go check, check out your, yourself a concert, the spa, the, the brand new expansion. I mean, it's just such a good time. To your point, Tyler, if you need a break, things are getting crazy, times are tough, get up there, get up to Choctaw Casino Resort, have yourself a great time. We, we experience it. We love it. Uh, they're doing great things in the community. Can't say enough good things, and we're so grateful for their partnership. That's Choctaw Casino Resort. Go check them out. Now back to the episode. There's, a, there's companies that I've invested in that great concept, great idea. The market needs it. 
And it's just like, ah, we're going to figure it out. Oh, we're going to try this. And then we're going to try that. And we're going to try this. But there was no actual tangible goal written out with a map. And I say map. I'm talking like the, the map starts in a straight line. It ends up looking like an actual like mountain road, right? right? Because it does change. But it's ultimately always going to that goal. When you get lost is when you're, okay, I'm going to go to Denver. Okay, now I'm going to go to New Mexico. Uh, now I'm going to go to Wichita, Kansas. Uh, now I'm going to go to you know, now I'm going to go to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. When you're going all these different directions and you don't have your eyes fixed on that one tangible goal. For me, early on, it was football. And then right now I'm going through the same thing and creating, okay, hey, within real estate, within my career after football, what is that ultimate goal that I'm ultimately working for? And that's where I think that I've I've fallen short because I've been so focused on getting educated, getting trained, getting experience, getting relationships, getting network, getting all these things that I had lost sight of what is that number one goal that I'm working for? Because that's when you get lost and that's when doubt creeps in and then doubt takes over because that's when I'm not good enough. I'm not this because what is my ultimate goal? Like if you don't have that ultimate goal, then you have nothing to work towards. Yeah, I think my two biggest major roadblocks and everything you're saying are I'm very results driven. Mm-hmm. I see, you know, and I think we are as a society, right? We see you have to be getting results constantly. You always have to be going in an upward trajectory. Is is how I think of things. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm not going constantly up, you know, up up the the trajectory, mm-hmm. if my trajectory is not always going upward, then I'm not doing something right. So I'm always super fo- you know. For this podcast, how many downloads are we getting, right? Or, or how many followers do we have? Like these things are in our real estate business. How much revenue did I generate this yeah. year? So I'm super focused on results as opposed to what you're saying, focused on the overall goal. Yeah. Right. So that's one of my hurdles. The other hurdle I have is speed and time. Yeah. And I always think because there's enough examples out there in the world of people who did it immediately yeah. that I think I should be that's one of those. That's the carrot, ones. right? That's the carrot. That's the carrot. There's yeah. enough of those examples to think, okay, I can be one of those ones. And if I'm being honest with myself, that's uh that's that's me trying to take shortcuts. I was that's like, me, do you want to be that person? Right. That's me hoping that I can skip steps yeah. to get there quicker. Yeah. And so that's my other roadblock is the time and just realizing and, and having the maturity to know Hey, these goals, these big, massive goals that you have, it just takes time. Mm-hmm. Just because it's not happening tomorrow doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. Doesn't mean that you're off. It just means it just takes time. You could yeah. be doing literally everything right, and things just take years to accomplish yeah. in most cases. Now, again, you could catch fire. Something could really good could happen. Again, there's enough of those examples out there that keep me. That's where the doubt creeps in. It's like, yeah. well, it didn't take off. Over, I didn't go viral overnight. Yeah, my business. I didn't land that million dollar fee in one meeting, one random cold call like that dude over there on the other side of town did. So I must not be doing things correctly. I must not be on the right path. Yeah, those are the biggest things when I think of doubt, at least in my business life. So think about who's the richest person in the world. I mean, I don't know literally, but I can name what. Oh, literally. Is it Bezos? Is it Bezos? Yeah. yeah. So you think about a guy like that, and, and the time is a great point because, and we talk about this all the time, instant gratification, we want it, we want it, we want it. The reality is, it, like you and I, we've been in real estate about the same time, about the same amount of time. I think you came in a, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, I had, we came in the same company. I've been in it, I was yeah. in it about seven or eight months before you yeah, I think a little bit longer, but yeah, yeah, we literally joined the same firm within a month of each other. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then I was I had a year I have a year on you. So if we look at it, 
we've really only been in the industry like five years. Yeah, I've been doing it for, it'll be four years next week. Actually. Yeah. yeah. So four years. And if you talk to anybody that's honest with you in our industry, it takes three years minimum before you're like, okay, like you start to understand, you start to understand the business, mm-hmm. you start to create your own clients, you start to create some actual revenue uh, and figure out kind of what your niche is. The first three years is just like, Dude. it's a beat down, <laughs> right? I, I might as well go to this wall right here and just bang my head yes, against the wall it is. daily for it three is. years. <laughs> but then you look back and you're like, okay, how much did I learn in those three years? And so even if you're an entrepreneur, you're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got to make a million dollars in my first, because you read all these books, make a million in a year. Mm-hmm. And, and look, Ryan is, is an awesome, awesome coach, and he does some amazing things. I'm not saying that's the wrong way because you need to have tangible goals if that's within your plan. But it, we're so much like, hey, I need to create a business, and I need to, I need to make a million dollars in year one, and then I need to make two and a half in year two, and then I need to make 10 in year three, and then I'm going to sell, and I'm going to make, you know, make $50 million. Like, and that's the plan. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, that's not always the plan. Like, there's some people that have done that, yes, But if you are focused on, look, I'm going to execute every day, I'm going to show up every day, and I know, and I'm going to be conservative, and I'm going to say, look, it's going to take me five years before I know what the hell I'm doing. And I'm going to figure it out, but I'm going to be diligent in that time in really pushing forward, making progress, growing, growing, growing. And then it's like, okay, and now it's... 10 years, mm-hmm. right? You th- and I even think about like real estate investors. So they're looking at performance. They're looking at stuff and a performance for those of you who don't know is like, okay, Hey, what am I estimating? It's going to be, what is the plan? If, if everything goes right, what does it look like? And so most investors say, okay, yeah, it's, you know, I'm going to hold this property for seven to 10 years. What usually happens is it like year three, four, and five is when you're going to get a lot of you know, opportunities to sell and exit. Mm-hmm. But you perform and say, look, I'm, Look, if I've got to hold this thing, this company that I started for 15 years, great. If an opportunity comes up, awesome. But don't have that opportunity be the goal, yeah. right? Have the, have the goal be a part of what you're trying to do. And back to the whole reason for this conversation is if you have this path and plan and you're, and you're tracking progress and you're knowing what's working and you're knowing what doesn't work, that's when, okay, that's a shield for doubt because everything, and if, you, if you're thinking spiritually, right, the devil's on your shoulder, screw tape, C.S. Lewis, right? You got one on one shoulder saying you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, trying to get you to quit. And guess what? 95% of people that start businesses ultimately end up quitting it mm-hmm. because they don't feel like they're good enough because doubt wins. Don't let doubt overtake what you truly believe in if you do. But you've got to decide that on the front end of what you're yep. what you're trying to create. Yeah, and I, I guess the encouragement that I that I give myself, and I guess I would give people that that are going through this, is you know find number one five people find people in your industry that have done it before, right? Somebody in your industry that that is where that you want to be, and talk to them, mm-hmm. take them on, and you know, you know, get advice from them, get encouragement from them. So that's one thing. What are you listening to? Right. What, what encouraging, you know, podcasts, music, whatever it is that, you, you know, uh, uh, sermons, whatever it is that you listen to, what are you consuming mm-hmm. along the way? Because the, the, the more negative I bring in, the more doubt creeps yeah. in. And when I listen to good things, the, the more positive. So those are two things. And then the other the third thing I do is I remind myself, you said a second, you know, Bezos started in what 1999 in his garage. Yeah. And now he's got the biggest company. But how old was he even then when right. he started it? So that was that was 
dang near 30 years 30 ago. years ago and I, and what he was 30 years old right. when he started that right so if he had gone in 1999 yeah. and then by 2001 it wasn't a trillion dollar company yeah. and he that's had like just you quit. and me starting a business in our garage today right Right. So I guess my point in saying that is even these big, massive corporations that you see or these, these influencers online that have this massive following, yeah, maybe this one thing caught fire, but how many years did they do something else to yeah. figure out this is what they wanted to do? Yeah. Or how many years did they go to they start this company? So my constant reminder of, to myself is just it, this takes time. That's right. Be patient. And I get it. It's hard. I understand because you want results today. That's how I am. Yeah. I want results yesterday. Yeah. But these things take time, and I just keep reminding myself of that. Something you said earlier, I wake up, it's a cliche, but you wake up daily and you think about, all right, the only thing, literally all I have in my control is this day, yeah. is today. I'm not guaranteed anything else. So what steps am I going to take today to overcome that doubt, to get me closer, closer to, that to that ultimate, ultimate goal? goal. Yep. So that's my encouragement to you guys. Tyler's encouragement to you guys today is, if you're in that season of doubt right now, trust me, I'm, I'm right there with you. These are the things I'm constantly reminding myself of. I'm constantly seeking other people. I'm constantly seeking or paying attention to what I listen to, and I'm constantly thinking about, hey, this takes, these things just take time. So if yeah. that's you, hopefully this yeah. can be helpful. And, and I'm sure there's a you. million quotes out here and probably from Jocko, but uh, you, you combat doubt with discipline, right, is, is if you know where you're going, what you're doing, then – that doubt has a whole lot harder time working its way in and driving a wedge between you and your goal because discipline, if you are disciplined about making progress every day, then it's like, hey, I may not have moved in the direction that I thought I was going today, but guess what? I moved a little bit closer. Yep. And if you start inching your way towards that goal, it's really hard for doubt to yep. come in and infiltrate. Yep. Yeah, it's been a wild year. There's been a lot of doubt this year in the last yeah. two years really. Um, hopefully this has been a resource for you guys. The reason we started this podcast was to be an encouraging resource, what I was talking about earlier. Hopefully this is something that you consume and it helps you get through things. If that is the case, please share. Please share the show. Please either online, you know, on Instagram, whatever, but also just text it to somebody. Yeah. Text it to a buddy that, that, you know, is going through some doubt, and hopefully this will be helpful for them. Uh, we're on Instagram at Darren Woodson Show. We are on YouTube at the Darren Woodson Show. And then obviously all the podcast platforms. I know it may seem weird, you know, to give a five-star rating and, and a review, but that really does help us out. It gets us exposure to other people. So if you haven't left a rating yet or a review and, and you've been listening to this, please, get, that would be really helpful to us. We've got a big, massive announcement Woo-hoo! coming up. That's all we're going to say about it right now. We've got a big announcement we'll reveal here coming up in December, but I think it's going to be something you guys are really going to enjoy We're super excited about it. Uh, Can't wait to reveal that for you guys here. So have a great rest of the week, and we will see you next week.